2020 changed the trajectory of my life forever. I was 24, succeeding in a job that offered huge financial reward, yet I was unhappy and unfulfilled. My chronic illness, cystic fibrosis, had caused my lungs to bleed and it left me in a hospital bed. Now I left that job and created this podcast and I left that hospital bed to run marathons and prove that we aren't defined by our circumstances, but rather how we respond to them. On this show, we discuss the adversity that my guests and I face and how we overcome that adversity. This is a lot to talk about. G'day, g'day. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. It's your boy, the captain of the ship, the man in charge, Bradley J. Drybra. And of course, you can call me Brad. I wanted to take some time, not a long time, just some time today to do a solo pod. If you followed the pod over the last two years in particular, you'd know that solo pods form one piece of the puzzle. Not always the most consistent piece or the biggest piece, but a piece that's really important to me. You know, sharing my thoughts, adding value to everyone who listens based on the things that feel valuable to me in my life is something I I really find important. You know, part of the reason I started this podcast was this purpose that I'd identified for me in my life, which was to uplift and inspire hope in others through story. Realizing now as I move through life as a man who's now, you know, sort of freshly 27, has a partner that he wants to be great for, has goals, plans, directions he's trying to follow and take for his future. You know, I recognize that so many men are on similar paths to mine. We all have our unique context. We all have our unique stories that make us uniquely who we are, but we're all trying to achieve similar things in life. We're all trying to keep our head above water, face the adversity that is unfolding in front of us and to be the best versions of ourselves. Particularly for me, it's, it's becoming more important and more prevalent that the conversations I have on the podcast really stand out to the men who listen, the men in their 20s and 30s who feel like those problems, challenges, points of adversity are very relatable. So going to start speaking more to those men, trying to create a community for men to come here and hear the things that are going to help them ask the right questions that dictate the quality of their lives. So today I wanted to share something that was profound for me with the rest of you. I was listening to Mark Burris's podcast, Straight Talk, an old episode, an episode I'd actually heard before with the wonderful Trent Robinson. As a Sydney Roosters fan, it's easy for me to say that Trent Robinson is wonderful because he's been at the helm of a lot of success. But as a man, I've learned a lot from this guy. Talking about an incredible leader, an incredible mentor, someone who has taken the time to think about the way he lives his life, the way that he develops as a man, the way that he particularly not only develops players at the Sydney Roosters, but develops characters at the Roosters. He was speaking about their weekly sessions that have nothing to do with football, but rather have something to do with life. And he shared his thoughts around this poem he'd shared with the playing group a few years back, a poem that was titled If by Rudyard Kipling. And I hope I've pronounced that right. I read that poem this morning and it stood out to me. I want to read it to you. Then I want to talk about some of the key themes and Before you turn this off, I know what you're thinking. Poetry may not be your thing. It's most certainly not a consistent part of my life. But this writing, this piece, this story that's being told in this podcast has so much actionable insight. I feel like it's so important for everyone to hear. It's only about 90 seconds for me to read. 
So sit tight, listen, and really think about what it means to you. Then I want to share with you what it meant to me. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too, if you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stood and built them up with worn out tools, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss, and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone, and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more, you'll be a man, my son. Far out. That to me is so profound and so important. It touches on a few really important themes, topics that I think for any man in their life is so, so important. It talks about courage. It talks about purpose. It talks about actually controlling what you can control even when the previous outcomes haven't gone the way you've planned. So that's something we all experience in everyday life. I can guarantee you one thing. As a man, as a human being, the outcomes in your life are uncertain. You can do everything in your control to move towards the desired outcome and not every time will the outcome work in your favour. It's a part of life. It's a part of knowing that there are many things we cannot control in this life. I want to talk about a particular piece of the poem firstly. The part that goes, if you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. That to me is so important. You know, I was at a point at 23 years old where I bought my first home. At 24, I'd left my job in real estate, a career that I'd worked towards for four years a career that I'd given everything to to build and be successful and move in the direction of what society or modern society would dictate as success, being wealth, um, you know, winning on a, on a commercial level, owning property, having investments, all of those things. I was moving in that direction. And at the time, I knew it didn't feel right. I had to make a decision. I got to this fork in the road where I could continue down that path, continue developing a life that felt meaningless, or I could pivot and move down the other path, the path that was most certainly not, um, not certain, the path that allowed me to pursue purpose, though, and to live a meaningful life, to actually be happy. 
And I'm not saying that the other path is wrong. The other path might be the right one for you. But for me personally, I had to risk everything I'd built over four years on one turn of pitch and toss. And in the process, I lost my home. I went broke. I figured it out, but I found meaning and I found purpose. And for me, meaning and purpose has been that north star, that compass, that lighthouse. It's allowed me to move in a direction that feels fulfilling, knowing that the outcome is most definitely uncertain, but it feels right. You know, courage, courage is what stands out there. Courage is knowing that the outcome is uncertain, but choosing to act anyways. You know, Rich Davini, the former Navy SEAL and author of The Attributes, Rich come on the podcast just over a year ago now. I spoke to Rich about courage, courage being one of the most, most important attributes, as he says. And I said, Rich, I feel incredibly courageous in the areas of my life in which I can control the outcomes. And I said, I feel quite fearful in the areas of my life in which I cede control to someone else. Rich said, Brad, you've fooled yourself. You've fooled yourself to think that you can control the outcomes in any area of your life because you most certainly can't. He said, the only thing you can control is the belief you have and the action you take. Rich was so bang on. Something I've never forgot, something that's become such an integral piece of the way I move through life right now is understanding that any outcome in our life is uncertain. We control, though, as he said, the way that we believe or the things that we believe and the actions we take. And quite commonly, as mentioned in this poem, the actions we take often are responses to undesirable outcomes. You know, it's about how you respond to the adversity in your life, how you respond to things not going to plan that really sets the tone of your character. You know, there's another thing in this poem that really stood out to me. If you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds of distance run, I ask myself, what does that mean? Well, time, time is something that most certainly doesn't work in our favour. Time is something that is slipping away, ticking away, whether you like it or not. Time is the greatest asset you can ever have in life, but it's an asset that runs out. It is not infinite. I think it's important to understand that the unforgiving minute means that it will move whether you like it or not, so why not move with it? And when I talk about move, I don't mean you have to move in the right direction. You just have to move in a direction. Really important to remember that other piece in the puzzle that says, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim. I've heard Jordan Peterson talk about this. How often do we sit and we think about the direction that we want to move in life? Or how often do we sit and ponder the answer to a question, but we never move forward with it? We find an answer, but we never choose to execute on that answer. We think, but we never move forward. We're almost paralyzed by all of the questions we're asking ourselves and all the thoughts we're having. You know, the unforgiving minute is the minute that's going to tick away whether you like it or not. You may as well choose a direction, move in that direction, and be okay with the fact that the consequences may be positive or negative. Now, if they're negative, then you choose how you respond. If they're positive, amazing, let's keep moving. We stand still too often in life. And I'm not saying that you can't take a minute to, to ponder or to ask the question or to think. 
Of course you can. But just don't take too long. Because you'll never move anywhere in life if you're so paralyzed or crippled by what is the wrong or right decision. And it's so important that we understand that in life. The other thing that really stood out to me in this poem is, you know, the title, if, if. If means it's really up to you. You know, it says, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can keep your head, well, isn't that in your control? If you can choose to stay strong in your beliefs, strong in your thoughts, strong in your direction, when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, that's knowing that you have that self-belief for a reason. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies. These are all things we can control. You know, I used to think that I could control the outcomes of my life. And I often think that destiny, this word destiny, is something a lot of us choose to believe in at times because it makes us feel like we can't control what, or we don't have to control, I should say, the actions we take, the decisions we make. It means that we get to say, well, hey, it's not my fault. Well, guess what? As my, my very wise friend Ty Greaves said a few weeks ago to me, Often in life, it's not our fault, but it is most certainly our responsibility. And a destiny allows us to, or makes us feel as though we can cede responsibility to someone else, to this bigger destiny that's controlling the direction we take or the outcomes that we, we land on. The truth is, the only thing you can control, as I said, are your actions and your beliefs. So why not do something positive for yourself? You know, as a man... I look at the next 10 years of my life and the direction that I want to head in. I want to be a great husband. When I get to that point in time with Soph, I want to be a great dad. I want to be a great friend. I want to look after my health so that I can move towards the direction I want to go with my cystic fibrosis. I know that the outcomes are not in my control, but I can control things that move me closer towards the outcomes that I desire. You know, I want to be successful in my career. Well, I can't control whether the podcast lands on the charts, but I can control sitting down in front of the microphone and, and adding what I feel to be valuable to the audience. All of these things in our life that we've, we've worried about, whether we can control them or not, that are completely outside of our realm of control, you just need to drop it. Like how stressed do we get about little things? Like, oh, what will that person think of me? We don't know what that person will think of you, but you can show up authentically as yourself and stand by your values and speak your truth. And whether that person thinks about you as you'd hope for them to think about you, whether you've left the impression that you wanted to leave, is out of your control. But just show up and be you. That is what you can control. It's, it's really so simple, but I think we like to complicate it because it gives us reasons or excuses when things don't go to plan. I'm so at a point in my life now where I'm over that. I just want to move forward in a direction that means I'm developing as a man. I'm, I'm learning and understanding myself better than I did the day before. And I'm showing up for the people in my life. I'm showing up in, in the way that I want to show up in the world according to my values. You know, this poem is so important. It's so important. It's something that you can find on Google for free if you just search it up, If by Rudyard Kipling. 
and maybe read it every day, maybe read it once a week and just ponder around the things you can control, those themes of courage, purpose, of, you know, little things like the unforgiving minute, just reminding you that perspective of time. It's all so important. And I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's, it's a very short one. It's a very brief one. We're at the moment working with the direction of the pod to make sure it moves in a direction that is really meaningful and really valuable for men in their 20s and 30s. So I want to share this with you um, as the first sort of piece in that puzzle as we continue to move in that direction, getting on great guests who can add value, guests who are experts or expert storytellers, and those stories will most definitely have actionable insight, insights into the traits, the attributes, the questions that we need to be asking, embodying as men to live better lives. So grateful that every one of you sit down, listen to this podcast, and I'd be even more grateful if you could share this with your friends. That's enough for today. All the best. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Lot To Talk About. It means the world that you guys are in my corner, that you continue to listen to the show every week. And if you could do me a massive favor by following the podcast on whichever platform you listen to it and sharing this episode in particular with just one friend that you feel would benefit from it, that would mean the world to me and it would help the show grow. The more the show grows, the bigger the guests we get on, the more that we can do and the more we can share and support you guys, the listeners, the viewers of the show. Before I go, I want to pay my respects and recognize the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet and record this podcast. The Aboriginal culture has such a rich history in storytelling. And as a passionate storyteller, I really hope that the stories we share and connect with on the show can allow the many cultures that now call this beautiful land Australia their home to come together and continue to respect the stories and the culture that make this the land it is today. Thank you so much for tuning into A Lot To Talk About. I'll catch you next week.